Welcome in on this Thursday, the KillCoin Conversation coming to you from the KTRS studios in Westport. Here's the show lined up for tonight. And if you saw our social media on Wednesday or listened to a portion of the introduction last night, you're saying, wait a minute, didn't they just have Keith Kachuk on? Is this a big Walt week? Which it should be because he's going into the Blues Hall of Fame. But we had to reschedule last minute with the former Blues player, Keith Kachuk. So he's actually on the show tonight. Big Walt talking blues, talking Matthew Kachuk, and getting that blue jacket. On Friday night, that's an event down at the Missouri Athletic Club. But also Tom Rinaldi from Fox Sports. Not a household name, but you know who he is. He's been at the biggest events for the last 20-plus years on the sideline for ESPN for a number of those years. Maybe his biggest accolade, I think, after the whole Tiger Woods drama in 2009 when Elon was throwing golf clubs at him or whatever happened, that that whole story in Florida, the first interview Tiger granted to talk about his demise at the moment was with Tom Rinaldi. So Tom was at ESPN for 20 years. Now he's been at Fox for a handful. He'll be part of the broadcast team, Kevin Burkhardt, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi. One of the best storytellers that we have in sports television, and I'm not sure we have many of those left. Everything's a debate show. Everything's just sitting around a table yelling at each other. It's a, it's a lost art, but Tom has won so many awards because he, he'll tell those serious stories and sometimes people get real schmaltzy or cheesy and it almost takes away from the story. I just think he's been able to pull it off where the story remains impactful, powerful, and it doesn't get it doesn't become like a stereotype. Oh, here we go, the reporter who wants to make you cry. It's not that at all. He's just really good at what he does, and I was thinking about him because Nick Saban always liked him, and now Saban's retired. It's the line I've used, Nick Saban likes him, Tiger Woods trusts him, and that's pretty rare in the sports media world. So Tom Rinaldi is the guest. We're looking ahead at an NFL weekend. Blues are in action. They're playing the Capitals here, or there, and then here in D.C. tonight and then back home on Saturday. We were looking up T.J. Oshie last night, and he's back healthy. I think he was out for a little bit. I want to say he's 37. Doesn't that make you feel old? T.J. Oshie, who Big Walt used to call Furnace Face because he had those rosy red cheeks. That was a Keith Kachuk original in terms of nicknames. But he seems like he was just a kid a minute ago, and he's 37. Ovechkin has been out for a little while, but I think he's about to return. And we had an interview with Alexei Torbchenko of the Blues yesterday. For those guys that grew up in Russia, it's got to be a huge deal going up against Ovechkin. He's 64 away from Gretzky on the all-time goals list. So by all accounts, he's going to hang in there. And it may take a little while, but I, I think he's going to get there. If he's determined to do it, you hang around long enough. Uh, who hung around forever? Was it Yager? Oh, it was another guy that, uh, not Marion Hosa, but played until they were early 40s. So, anyway, Ovechkin scheduled to be back, I believe. Blues, Capitals, Oshi, Furnace Face back in the lineup. Uh, there was a soccer note over the last few days. Still not official, but City SC will be losing Nico Giochini, who was one of their best players a year ago. And it's a team out of Italy from Como. It's Como FC, but I think if you're really cool and you understand soccer, it's like 1907 Como, or they go by different monikers over there. And the deal is, 
City will get a big old check in the transfer fee. This is sort of unheard of in most sports. You know, like the Cardinals can't just call the Yankees and say, you know, we, we'll take Juan Soto. We'll, we just decided we want him. Here, we'll, we'll give you – okay, we'll give you a check for it. We just get to grab – it's really a strange concept. But it's the ultimate compliment to Lutz Fanage deal for putting together a roster where teams from Europe are trying to pick them apart. But at the same time, I would think the timing is awful. I mean, right now, City SC is in training. Their season starts next month. And, oh, by the way, you're going to lose one of your top players, one of your top scorers, tied for the scoring lead with Klaus. But it's a great story for him. He lived in Italy as a kid. Obviously, Giochini, I think they're going to like him over there. But, again, not official, not the best timing for City SC, but they'll also get a check for somewhere in the 2 to $4 million range. So it's an interesting twist to soccer as we continue to – at least in my world, further understand how it works because people at home are like, wait a minute, they can just they can just take them? Well, yeah, you just got to pay a fee. So it's not official yet, but that's a big loss for City. I would say, I'll ask Brendan about this later, I think he was, other than Roman Berkey, maybe the face of the team. I'm trying to think of guys we interviewed all the time, Tim Parker. There's only a handful of guys that you got to sort of know at home, even if you weren't a diehard following city so we'll talk a little bit about that later big walt on the show tom rinaldi on the show and since i mentioned city soccer got to remind you the soccer hangout in town of course it's the pitch right across the street from city park you can't miss it and if you're hanging out at the pitch even if you're eating lunch or going to happy hour with your friends you walk out the door and you say oh there's that soccer stadium i've been trying to get tickets to those games it's right next door west side of union station Latest creation by Bob and Steve O'Loughlin. Really cool spot. Athletic club and tavern. You heard a lot of our shows on KTRS. Remote locations, doing shows from down there. It's just a great place to hang out. And if you're a fan of the Champions League, the Bundesliga, whatever you're into soccer-wise, it's a great hangout to watch those games. And you're not sitting on bar stools. They've got the oversized chairs, sofas where you can really settle in and watch your favorite soccer team. St. Louis's new soccer hangout is... The pitch right there, Union Station, west side of the building, on Market Street. Go to a Blues game, walk right down Market Street. You're at the Blues game. Easy to find, and for more information, go to the web. It's thepitch-stl.com. Looking forward to our conversation with Tom Rinaldi from Fox Sports. That is coming up next. When we talk about Mizzou sports, we're always talking about AAA Home Services. Great sponsors throughout the Tigers' football season. Great run through the Cotton Bowl. AAA also sponsors Mizzou basketball right here on KTRS. AAA now in their 54th year, keeping families in the St. Louis area comfortable. And right now is the best time to get a great rebate for your qualified American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning System. Great rebates going on right now. So if you've been putting it off, furnace needs to be replaced. We know tough winter this year. Get that furnace not only fixed, but if you need to get it replaced, now is the time to check out those rebates available. Go online. It's AAASTL.com. AAASTL.com. AAA Home Services can also take care of your appliance repair needs, electrical, plumbing. One call does it all. If the furnace is acting up, they're going to get out there. If not the same day, the next day, they realize it's a big deal right now. As cold as it's been, make sure you're with the pros at AAA Home Services. Check out those great rebates that are available Right now, it's AAA Home Services at 636-397-3200. 636 
397-3200. Triple A is on the way. And on the line with us right now, Tom Rinaldi from Fox Sports. He'll be part of the broadcast team this weekend. Packers and 49ers. You'll see it right here on Fox 2. Primetime coverage, kickoff at 7 Central Time. Tom is on the line with us. And, Tom, I know you're a busy guy and year-round. You're doing reporting and interviews. I just wonder, playoff time for you, does it add a little extra? Is there a little more buzz for you and your group? Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, we love it. Whenever two teams take the field and only one is going to continue to go on, you know what that creates, Martin. And so we hope for a special one in San Francisco. I don't know if you saw what <laughs> what happened in Dallas. Yeah. I don't think very many people saw that coming. Well, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, too. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are doing the game on Monday. And I think Joe said, we met with the Eagles, and they said all the right things, but you could just feel it. It wasn't there. Like, they almost said behind closed doors they could kind of feel the Eagles were a little off. I'm wondering, do you even get that sense? Like, how stunned were you the Cowboys really didn't show up in that game? It's been widely discussed. But as part of the broadcast team, do you even have a sense of that? Oh, no, we were entirely stunned. Well, I shouldn't speak for, for all of my co cohorts there but i was entirely stunned and i think it would be safe to say we were at at least collectively deeply surprised the two teams that you talk about there but were trending in such completely different directions obviously the eagles had gone one and five to close the regular season there were widespread reports of the locker room having grown dysfunctional and toxic a disconnect perhaps between the teammates even position groups None of that was present in the people we talked to and met with, the coaches, the players, uh, for Dallas. Everything seemed to be trending right, with maybe one exception, pressure. There was no doubt that there's massive pressure on everyone connected to the star this time of year. For every calendar page that turns when they don't reach a conference title game, and we're beginning to approach here three decades you know that that weight just grows and grows. That what The only thing the regular season is there for is to qualify for the playoffs. Judgment doesn't begin until last weekend, and judgment was rendered. I did a commentary on TV, and I said, why are we still calling Dallas America's team? I said, look at Green Bay. I said, they drink beer, they shovel, and they root for the local team, and they own the local team. <laughs> Green Bay should be relabeled as America's team. How much fun when a group like that, and, and LaFleur seems very likable, and then Jordan Love, who's you know the heir apparent, but seems very opposite of Aaron, kind of low-key. Uh, how much time have you spent with Jordan Love? I think, you know, it's interesting you made that observation about being opposite to Aaron Rodgers because there were a few moments there, I don't know what you thought, Martin, where you saw the off-platform throws, the back-foot throws, the flick, the checks at the line, where it seemed like he had been an outstanding student to Rodgers in having been the quarterback and waiting. He looked a bit like it. Oh, yeah, I meant, I meant personality-wise, maybe, low-key, right. yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, I think Aaron Rodgers is one of one. I think that's why people are compelled by him. They have strong feelings about him. Uh, I think that's why he, he is such a magnet for attention. And Jordan Love is getting the different kind of attention where you burst on the scene with that kind of playoff debut. And we all heard LaFleur say, wow, twice in, in you know two words. Wow, Jordan Love, wow. Just blown away by 
his own quarterback's performance, and I think that was the case in the locker room. Not that they were shocked. I think a lot of guys expressed real belief in him from the beginning of the season. Obviously, there was a time when it didn't look like the playoffs were going to be in the mix when they were three games below five hundred. but how they've closed the season, that's been on the back of Jordan Love. Right, Martin, and how incredibly well he's played. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. Uh, friends of mine that are Bears fans are saying, "Oh no, is this happening again?" I mean, they oh, go from, no, that's a bad. <laughs> they go from <laughs> Farv to Rogers. I mean, we're talking thirty years ago. Uh, Tom Rinaldi's our guest. I'm curious, pregame wise, how do you come up with an assignment? You're a great storyteller, well well honored over the course of your career. Who decides? You know, hey, you're going to take on the McCaffrey story, or you're going to dig deep into Shanahan or Lafleur. Like, how how does that get decided? So we write up, you know this general rule, Martin, I'm sure it's, it's applied countless times for you, right, that you're going to get to use, typically, anywhere from 5 to 10% of the material that you prepare. And maybe you'll use a bit more of that should the score become lopsided. But in this case, even in a lopsided win for the Packers, this, the, it was so shocking, that, and there was so much to discuss about the potential fallout for the Cowboys you don't really get the opportunity to maybe share some of those stories. I'll share certainly one story about Aaron Jones, who's remarkable. How about the fact that he plays that well in Texas, right? He he lost his dad a couple of years ago. Alvin Sr., uh, who was in the military for his career, he died during COVID. He was a huge Cowboys fan, and his favorite player was Emmett Smith. What jersey? does Aaron Jones wear growing up? Emmett Smith. Who does he meet on the field pregame in Dallas? Emmett Smith. What does he pull off in that game? Three touchdowns, another 100-plus yard game against the Cowboys. He's been incredible every time he plays that franchise. And for those who saw him flip the ball into the stands, each of those passes were going to his brother. Uh, he has a remarkable family and support system. He had 25 people come to the game that he had gotten tickets for, more than that from others, uh, teammates who played with him at UTEP. That's just one example of a story You know, you, we were fortunate enough to tell a bit of during the game last week. Now, will you have a, a pregame feature this week? And again, on those, do you lobby and say, boy, I really want to tell this story in terms of you know longer-form features? We do, but a lot of this is predicated, Martin, on just our time slot, right? If, if you're the second game, you tend to have a shorter pregame. Yeah. And in the shorter pregame, obviously we have incredible star power on the desk. That's why people watch the show. We may not get as much of a chance to tell stories like that, but mm-hmm. we're certainly always on the lookout for them, and postseason can be a good time to tell them. And this matchup itself, I'm sure you've been looking at it. I think the 49ers are unique in the fact you got a, car, a quarterback who is himself a great story, Mr. Irrelevant, but then you have a, great a, a star running back, a star tight end, star wide receiver. It's kind of rare these days that teams have each of those weapons, as good as some teams are like the Chiefs or maybe even the Bills, the running game sort of non-existent. I look at the Niners, and they sort of check a lot of boxes. Keep going, Martin. Star edge rusher, star linebacker, star head coach, star president of football ops GM, you know, with Lynch. I mean, they're packed everywhere you look. Uh, 
But uh, to me, wow, uh, uh, Purdy's story is incredible. And at some point, all the disclaimers that have been attached to him, the draft position, that he's a game manager, quote-unquote, that he's surrounded by talent, I just don't – I think it's well past time to let all of those disclaimers go and just say he's an excellent football player because he is. You know, we had the chance to talk with him yesterday um, when we meet with the teams. He's so refreshing. He, he's so humble, and he's so competitive. I think it's going to be remarkable that they know this is the window. And so that comes with its own pressure. We saw what that pressure did to Dallas. We'll see how the Niners handle that. And I know past history in terms of playoff matchups don't matter. It doesn't affect an outcome. In the media, we love it and fans love it. Oh, we've, we've faced them ten times and the Niners have won five or whatever the exact math is. But in terms of storytelling, Packers-Niners, it's a pretty good postseason history. Will you guys weave that in and out throughout the broadcast? It's an awesome listen. Of course, those two logos, right, when you have the G and you have the SF, it is the tenth postseason meeting between them. Niners five and four all time in the postseason. Niners have won four straight against the Pack. Um, it's also fascinating to see all the ways that the the two head coaches Shanahan and the Floor connect with each other. Remember, they were on a coaching staff together for eight seasons with three different teams from '08 through '16. Um, you know, they've met five times. It's it's three and two in Shanahan's favor. There's so much that connects these two franchises right now. So there's tons of storylines going in, which, of course, we love. How about on your team there, your broadcast team? Kevin Burkhardt has emerged. We've had him on the show several times. Oh, and awesome. even and awesome. Joe Buck's a friend of the show, and he loves KB. And I just said he, he comes off even doing the game, even a Super Bowl, like he's sitting next to you at the bar, or, you know, which is such a cliche, but or, or you're – couch at home like that just natural style like there's very little about him that seems joe broadcaster right there's nothing about him the word that i would use there martin there's nothing about him which is performative Mm. he just gives you the game and he's able to do that because he's so talented and he's so prepared you match that with a natural enthusiasm and passion you know, I, I could never rave enough about KB. I, I know you know his story, Martin. For people that don't look it up, it's incredible. He actually called and covered Greg Olson's games in high school. He was selling, you know, cars at a dealership into his 30s, wondering if he'd get his break. And here he is, you know, the, the play-by-play voice of the A-team at Fox calling these games, going to 10s. And in last Super Bowl's case, 115 million people. He's just outstanding as our lead. Yeah, I called him an overnight success. He said, "Hold on, hold on." He goes, "I got to Fox." At a, he, goes, he said, I, "I goes, I was like 40 when I got to Fox." He goes, "I wasn't exactly the boy wonder." And I'm like, "Okay, okay." Well, he looks like the boy wonder. How about and your guy Greg Olson has handled it so well. But by all accounts, Tom Brady will follow through. And join Fox next year, well publicized, well celebrated, and been talked about a lot lately. Um, what do you think that spectacle will be like for you guys? Because it, it certainly raises the number of eyeballs in almost everything you do. 
Well, Martin, instead of maybe focusing there, if if you'd indulge me, I I just would love to give flowers to Greg, Mm -hmm. who is just amazing. And this quickly to be, and again, I'll admit, I'll own my bias, not one of, but the best analyst in the NFL right now. He's just incredible, and he's an even better leader of our team and teammates. He's embracing, he's somebody who makes everyone in the room feel as though they're contributing and important. Martin, I'm telling you, if you put a camera, a fixed camera, and you just had a feed as he talks through our production meeting and gives you the storylines, the players to look at, the possible trends, the scheme, it is a master class week in and week out. He's just an amazing, amazing guy and so likable exactly as he appears on the air, that's the guy, 24-7, as authentic as it gets. Yeah, and you can tell that, too, in the way he's handled what could be an awkward situation. I thought of you the other day when uh, Saban retired in Alabama. I'm like, wait a minute, Saban now, he's, will he segue into media? I'm like, does he like the media? I'm like, wait a minute, he likes Ronaldo. And I said, you know what, you're an interesting case study because Saban seems to like you, Tiger Woods seems to trust you, and I don't know how many people can check that box. Well, what did you think when you saw Saban retiring? I'll be honest with you, Martin. I had the chance, uh, you know, to talk to Coach uh, a couple of days prior. And he called just to, and I was surprised, frankly, that he called. But he called just to talk through some things. Mostly what I did was listen. But it was remarkable that, that he would call me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, as, as is the case, you know, not to overstate things, you know, I always try to use the quick, quip that it's not like I'm going whitewater rafting with these guys you mentioned next weekend. It's different than that. But with Coach Saban, he's just been so kind toward me and toward my family as well, Martin. And I just think it was time. And I also happened to talk to him two days after he made the announcement. So I talked to him Monday last week, and then I talked to him Friday. And he felt great. I think he felt happy. And I think sometimes, Martin, when we see these men who, uh, we see these women, the people who have had so much success at what they do, and they become defined by that, and there's this thought that, well, there isn't anything else to their lives. I'll tell you this right now, that is not the case with Nick Saban. There are other things in his life that he loves and that he enjoys. He's healthy, he's worked hard, and I think he wants to enjoy some of them. One of them, I'll tell you this, is the Swinger Golf Club. And I've had the chance to play golf with him. He's a bit of a sandbagger. I'll tell you that because <laughs> I've told that to him. <laughs> oh, I could see that. I could now. When he called, did he call to tell you <clears throat> there may be some news this week, Tom? I mean, did he actually tell you what he was doing? He just that he was thinking it through. Okay, thinking it through. I would yeah. say he really would trust you if he put that bombshell on your plate. And, but don't tell anybody now. Is he fun? Like we, I've seen him in recent. Oh, years. I think oh, more oh, so oh, in oh, recent years. Yeah, this is this is one of the, the, the simplest quips I can give you about that. So I had the opportunity. I played golf with him a few times. I had the opportunity to play with him. A couple of months pass, and I see him before the season, the next season's opener. He comes by the game day set. He comes over, he shakes my hand, Martin, and then he takes a very exaggerated step away from me, like in a in an odd way, but exaggerated, long stride step. I said, "What are you doing, coach?" 
He said, I just, I just wanted to be certain that I give you, give you enough space and I don't get hit by your next shank. <laughs> so, so there you, he is a world-class needler he's a ton of fun he can laugh at himself with the best of them he's great at that too uh obviously we see all the intensity we know he's the greatest to ever do it in that sport uh but he's an even better man tom rinaldi our guest 16 sports emmy awards seven edward r murrow awards three associated press awards we don't have time to read all the accolades for tom last time we had you on you had just gone back and forth with the world cup do you have a favorite assignment you did golf for many years we see a lot now with football and fox is there a is there a a, a dream scenario there or i mean do you i'm going to give you the out and say you enjoy them all but what's the honest answer the honest answer is that I mean, that I won the lottery. I do enjoy them all. I mean, I think about it, Martin, right? I've had the opportunity to be there in 2019 when Tiger won the Masters. I had the, uh, I've had the opportunity now to cover the men's and the women's World Cups. I've been at Ohio State, Michigan. I've now had the chance to do what I think was one of the great Super Bowls of all time and be a part of our broadcast team for that. I've done baseball postseason, and and again, I've had the opportunity to tell the stories of some of these coaches, some of these remarkable athletes, some of the obscure stories that inspire us in sport, and that's a, just an endless privilege. Is there a greatest story you've ever told? And I, you probably haven't had to think about that, but is there one that was incredibly impactful, or you were saluted and honored, and you're like, you know what, I, I really did nail that one. You know, you always say when you're, I think you always say you hope it's the next one. Thanks. So that's probably my cheating answer, but that's what I would say. Well, and that's fair. And appreciate you hopping on the show. And I, I was reading up a little more on your bio, and I'm like, I knew you were a teacher before you got into media, and I knew you were in the Bronx. <laughs> a long time ago. Yep. I didn't know you were a handball coach, and I started thinking, <laughs> what exactly does a handball coach do? And I'm like, I don't know. That They probably didn't have a lot of candidates in the building. You know, you hand out the uniforms, you record the scores, you make certain <laughs> everyone gets there on time, and uh, and you leave. I did that when I was at Morris High School in the Bronx. Uh, you know, with, obviously that's the most New York City sport that you can imagine. This isn't what you see in the Olympic Games or anything. This is, you know, one-on-one tennis, but with a hard rubber ball and without rackets where you play with your hands. Uh, yeah, so it was a, all the... All the sports I had the opportunity to coach, but that's the one for some reason that comes up the most often. Well, that's the beauty of Wikipedia. I'm just glad it's true. <laughs> you don't know how many interviews true. I've done where I'll read something off there and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, why? Well, it, it's in Wikipedia. It's got to be true. And I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that one actually is true. Well, have, have a great time in the Bay Area. We're looking forward to it. We'll see it locally here on Fox 2. Packers, 49ers, then the championship game the following week. We're going to have Kevin Burkhardt on the show next week. So, Tom, thank you so much for your time. Just between me and you, if we're very lucky, Mitch Smith gets some camera time. That's just for you, Mark. Oh, thank you. I know The world awaits. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I would love to make Tom a regular on the show. I'm not sure he wants to do that, but I just I love his insight and the fact that in the sports world today, he's one of those guys who – has the proper grammar and diction, and he's just, you can tell he used to be a school teacher. I think he taught English as a second language there in the Bronx. He also wrote a book. I brought it up the last time he was on. I think it's called The Man in the Red Bandana. 
and it was relatively recently that he wrote the book, but it's about a New York City firefighter who was a volunteer firefighter who ran in the Twin Towers on 9-11, and that firefighter rescued 18 people and then later died uh, in the horrific attacks of the Twin Towers. Uh, the man with the red ba- or the man in the red bandana. I meant to bring that up again. So if you get a chance, check that out online. Read more about the book and maybe check it out. That's uh, again on the resume of Tom Rinaldi, teacher, broadcaster, and author. Want to tell you about Illinois Recovery Center? You can find them in Swansea, Illinois. They opened in 2023, and they opened because there's a need. They're helping folks that are dealing with addiction. We have the opioid crisis right now. In our country, you see headlines about it all the time. So whether it's yourself, a loved one, it could be a co-worker, a colleague, a neighbor. If you're looking for hope, you need some help, it's Illinois Recovery Center. Professional staff, awesome group of people. In fact, Eric Connolly, who is the president over there, he was on with Wendy and Jennifer, not only telling his story, but also telling folks how they can get help with this great group of people. They're using evidence-based treatment programs. That means they're going to get to the root of the addiction, whether it's group therapy, individual therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. you got to work a little bit to get your life back, and this is the place to do it. They went in and rehabbed the entire complex. Everything's brand new. Awesome place to just sort of clear your head and get things right. So whether it's alcohol or drugs, they have a program that will work for you. Residential as well as outpatient. Safe, inclusive environment, not far at all from downtown St. Louis, Swansea, Illinois. For more information, it's IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. And we're checking in with Big Walt, Keith Kachuk, soon to be officially a Blues Hall of Famer. Gets the blue jacket on this Friday night. Uh, how excited are you, Walter, for the big moment? Oh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and the boys told me uh, it, was, it was extra special. You know, getting told by them that I was going in, and obviously going with the people that I'm going with, my good friend Pavel Dimitra. So you get the coat that night. You got to give a speech. Have you written your speech, or will Chantel do that? Well, if I had to do a speech, Chantel would have wrote it for me. That's no no doubt. But we're just having a little roundtable, buddy. There's no speeches. Oh, no speeches. Boy, I should have read the notes oh. close. Oh, okay, okay. Well. I figured you'd know that, buddy. I, 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 was, you look. I was on the committee that got to vote, and I, didn't, of course, didn't vote for you, but I was on the committee, so. <laughs> I um, love it. Have you, I know you're already friendly with the Demetra family, but have you reconnected even more so over this? Yeah, yeah, we had a good talk. Uh, when we, we actually, Chantel and I uh, told Pavel that we were going to do a speech about what was going on, so uh, she was really excited. She was supposed to come over yesterday. But with the weather and the delays, she can't get in until this evening. So we're a little bummed out, but I'm not actually getting back there until tomorrow. We're at meetings right now in Florida. So we're catching up on draft meetings, midterm meetings. We're called. I'm looking forward to spending the evening Friday with Maya and the kids, and then Saturday, obviously, at the game as well. He was obviously a great player, but what, what clicked for you, too? You guys are obviously were very close. What, what clicked between Pavel Dimitra and Keith Kachuk? He was a quiet guy, you know, I, I, and so it was a little tough at first because I got traded for his two buddies, you know, um, the two guys. Hanzus, uh, Hanzus, yeah. And Nagy, so I think he was a little disappointed, but, you know, we already had lines set with the first line up here. Uh, 
Spurs on, and like, it's not a young Dallas Drake. And they needed somebody to play with Pavel, and then myself and Melvin, we, we just clicked both on and off the ice. It was just a real good chemistry. We got along. We spent a, long, a lot of times together, and uh, and we had some good moments. And, you know, our friendship grew and grew and spent a lot of time off the ice together, and I think that's important to do that, to have chemistry on the ice. And so Big Walt is in Florida meetings, I'm told, quote, meetings. I feel like I hear golf carts in the background. What are you guys, what are you, what are you actually doing this week? This is a blues get-together for part of your job as the director of player recruitment? Well, this is our midterm meeting, so we want to see where we stand with our, you know, potentially where we're going to pick if there's going to be trades being made. But, you know, it's important to get this thing done. Doug is very detailed. He wants to know what's going on, where we're thinking, who we're looking at. Because he gets out and scouts. That's what makes him such a, a good boss. He goes out and works and puts the work in. And, and, it's, and it's for all of us to get together. Some guys are over in Europe. They have been back, you know, they came back here. So I think it's a great thing. Um, I love doing it. And it's, it's, I, I need my hockey fix. At the juniors, we saw Jimmy Snuggerud shine for the U.S. You obviously saw him play a ton. Is, is he ahead of schedule, you think, right now? Well, he's at that age where, you know, a decision probably be made coming out after this. So we'll see where it stands. Uh, we'll support him no matter what, but hopefully he's ready to make that jump. He's a gifted player. He's a shooter. He's a goal scorer. So, um, and he's done a good job in Minnesota. He's a sophomore right now. So he's had, had a good season production-wise. So time will tell. That'll be done. in uh, representative to make that decision, but hopefully he'll be here. You know, in March sometime. There's a lot of young talent coming. We hear the names like Bolduc and, and Dean. Uh, we saw even the other guys like Stancil at the juniors. How do you balance that, though, if your fan base, they, they kind of want to win sooner, not later, but yet with some of these guys, you got to wait. As an organization, how do you balance that? Well, you, you, you want to make sure you put these guys in good positions, you know, so they keep developing. You can't put them all at once. But you want your, you want your franchise to be good every single year. We don't want to go through some of this. So we have some players coming through now that are going to help us, you know, the next couple of years, the couple, four years after that, five years. So you have to be patient. Can't rush these guys. We still have good veterans that will help us, you know, continue, like Robert Thomas and Cairo, Pareko, guys like that. So we just want to be balanced for a lot of years and have a chance to win with Stanley Cup. I think Army told me that he looked at the West. He feels like seven of the eight playoff spots are roughly spoken for. That's some pretty tough math. But do you agree with that assessment, that that's what it kind of looks like? Yeah, I think you're going to be like us, Nashville, Arizona. Um, and Seattle probably fighting for that last spot. You know, Edmonton's probably going to get in. So um, it's going to be tough. But we part, you never know. You, you put a little streak together and things change quickly. So... The March angels or something like that is the deadline, so there's time in front of us, and I know Doug is working hard to, to figure things out right now. Did all, during all your travels, did you deal with Drew Bannister much? Would you have been around him when you were doing some of your minor league stuff? Well, you see him at, uh, you see him at development camps during the summer and training camps, so he's done a good job down in Springfield. He's done a good job up here, so uh, he's been around our organization for a long time, so he knows the players. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I, the, the young guys at least know that's got to help a little bit. I wouldn't want to be the guy walking in the room, all these veteran players who don't know me from a hole in the ground, but at least a handful of these guys did play for him. That has to help him a little bit in the room. Yeah, it does. 
I think it does. You know, um, that that makes the, the jump easier for these young guys. The veteran guys are they're pros, so they know what it takes. So it's good to have a familiar face with the young guys because it's a little tougher for young guys to fit in the locker room and to go through the, the grind every day and, and be a pro. So we have good veterans that can help out. We have good young players and. Obviously, a young coach who's been around the minors a long time. I think we're in a good situation moving forward. All right, last week we were happy to see Matthew Kachuk back in St. Louis. We prefer to see him at OB Clark's because then he's not scoring goals against the Blues. But he did have uh, the hat trick that night. That For Matthew, that had to be a heck of a lot of fun back here doing that. Yeah, he was, he was pumped. You know, um, anytime he can come back and play in the building that you grew up, you know, playing in, um, it means a lot. So, um, I was happy for him. Chantel was really happy for him. So <laughs> I was laughing, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, Florida's playing good right now. Unfortunate for us with the blues, but that's, that's what happens. Isn't that the right spot for him, too? I mean, Doug was on the show, and he said, if we have to go back over it, yes, we offer them the equivalent of four first-round picks. Calgary wanted NHL player-ready guys who could contribute right away. Was it stressful when that all went down? Because I think a lot of people just assumed Matthew would end up here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's Matthew's decision. I stayed out of it. Um, This is his life, not mine. Um, St. Louis uh, was in the mix, but... You know, Matthew chose what he chose, and I support him. And did you stay out of it completely at the time? Yeah, because I just didn't. I felt like this is his decision. It's going to be his. I mean, you know, deep down, you don't think I want him at home, but, you know, he found a good spot. Uh, He's happy here in Florida, loves the team, loves the players, loves the organization, and, you know, they have a chance to win this year. All right, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but your buddy Darren Pang was on, and he said, keep an eye on Barubi in Ottawa. Maybe that's a fit at some point, maybe, and – uh, could you see Chief going? Could you see Chief succeeding in Ottawa? Well, I, I think he'll succeed anywhere. Chief is—I got the utmost respect. He's, he's played a long time. He's uh, coached a long time, so he's a good—he's a good person, um, and he's tough. And I think they need that. And this day and age, I don't know. Can you be? T- it depends on the team, right? Some teams can handle it. Some teams can't. With the toughness, the old school. No, yeah, but there's certainly a, there's certainly something to that. Um, so I don't know. It's, I grew up in the school of hard knocks, so that's <laughs> that's how I grew up. That's how I, you know. And and, is, and so. that goes back to Mama Kachuk. Your mom is the toughest, baddest. Yeah. Of, is she going to be there yeah. on Friday? She's. Yep, she's coming in. She invited herself, so. <laughs> <laughs> is she still clocked in back on the docks while flying to St. Louis? Oh, 100%. Did she not, is she not mind. retired yet? No, she's still going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. All right, I'm going to let you go. This is a busy guy. He's the Hall of Famer. Gets his blue jacket well-deserved along with Mike Liute, Pavel Dimitra, the Blues' latest Hall of Fame class. That'll be Friday night at the Missouri Athletic Club. And when he's not hanging at O.B. Clark's, he's working for you, Blues fans. He is the director of player recruitment. Walt, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for having me, 2020. Always love talking to Big Walt, checking in with him. He travels a lot. Got to get him hooked up with Altair Travel. He's at O.B. Clark's a lot. That's right next door to Altair Travel. They've had that Brentwood location for so many years. And as a travel agency, more than 40 years, one of the largest in this region, What makes them special is their roster. It's a deep roster, 50-plus travel specialists giving you the professional expertise. doesn't matter if it's domestic or international. 
business, pleasure, all sorts of trips that you have in mind, they can check that box. A honeymoon, adventure holiday, a beach vacation, family getaway, destination wedding, all of it. One spot, all tear travel in Brentwood. If you'd like to meet over there, the best place to do it is in the living room. Such a cool spot. What a great concept. Awesome area where you can sit and plan out that trip with one of the experts from Altair Travel. Set up the appointment at 968-9600, 314-968-9600, or online. It's altairtravel.com. 968-9600, altairtravel.com.